Welcome to the Well Setting Podcast. This is episode 302. Today is November 17th, 2019. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, hey, the S&P 500 has put in another all-time record high. It's currently above 3120. Now, all of you naysayers out there that have been waiting on the economic collapse, I guess you're just going to have to wait a little longer. So with the market at an all-time high, should you be worried? Should you be pulling out? Or is this time to be putting more money in? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode. I'll give you a spoiler alert right up front. For right now, I am pretty much just holding. Although I did make some uh, purchases earlier this week, I'll talk about those in a minute. But what I'd like to do in this episode is review just some basic market dynamics about why we're where we're at and why I believe we're likely to hold here. Now, that's not to say that there aren't going to be some speed bumps along the way, that this market, uh, you know, if a bad headline comes out tomorrow, who knows what can come from the White House? Who knows what can come from Beijing? We never know if there's going to be some type of uh, conflict or a problem coming out of the Middle East. I mean, there are always problems going on around the globe. The biggest problem that I see to this market right now is just headline risk. Now, that's where a headline comes out. Everybody gets all worried about it. Their panties get in a wad. A bunch of sell orders come into the market. That obviously triggers stop losses and additional selling. The algorithms all kick in. And you can see the market drop 5%, 10%. That could likely happen at any time. But I believe, as I've believed for a long time, that the overall direction of this market is up. And that's because of solid corporate earnings. At the first sign that I see that corporate profits are stagnating or going down, I will get out of this market. I'll go back to cash. I will do the best to move my money to safer asset classes. But I'm not doing that now. I'm not doing that even though the S&P 500 is at all-time record highs. Now, I do have to admit that I, I do have some concerns. This market has gone up quickly, and when that happens, the market gets overextended, and it's likely to see a pullback. So if you were to take money off the table right now, I wouldn't argue with you. Listen, you never lose money taking profits. The reason I'm holding at this point is because I do firmly believe that corporate profits are strong enough to take the S&P 500 up to at least 3300 over the next 12 months. Now, when I say over the next 12 months, that could literally happen in the next two months. And then it could fall apart again and work its way back up like we've seen happen over and over again. But since I don't have a crystal ball and I can't predict the future, I don't know when the S&P 500 will hit 3300 But I can be fairly confident and I do believe with a high degree of probability that we will hit 3300 or exceed it. And so since I think the market is growth biased, I want to stay in this market because the way to build your wealth is to own appreciating assets. And if you have to wait a month or six months or a year or two years, that time frame is less important than the fact that your net worth continues to grow. So rather than time every little intricate headline and the volatility from day to day, I'm worried about timing the big moves in the market that are going to happen over months and years. And right now, as I say, corporate profits are stable, they're continuing to grow, and the Federal Reserve at this point is not raising interest rates. 
and short of the asteroid or the meteor striking the Earth or some type of armed conflict occurring in Hong Kong or in the Middle East, you know, short of some major uh, event like that occurring, corporate profits are going to keep going up as long as interest rates stay low. Now, that won't last forever. I eventually, the next debt cycle will kick in and low interest rates won't be low enough to sustain the debt payments that are built up. But that's in the future. That's beyond the next, say, couple months or maybe a year or so. And so I want to worry about that in the future, but I don't want to worry about that tomorrow. So for now, that's why I want to stay in this market. And if the market does pull back, well, with the personality of this market, it's likely to drop down to first to its 50-day moving average and then down to its 100 or 200-day moving average. And the way the charts are currently constructed right now, the 50-day moving average and the 100-day moving average are not exactly the same number, but they're pretty darn close. They're convalescing right around 3,000 on the S&P 500. If the markets fell to that level, that's a 120-point drop from where we are right now. And you can imagine the headlines. You'll see the, the big, bold-faced print from every media outlet saying, S&P 500 drops triple digits. And fear and trepidation will spread throughout the land. But if you do the math, that's only about a 3.8% drop. That's not the end of the world. It's not a catastrophe. I mean, the market can fluctuate on any given week, you know, 2, 2.5%. So a 3.8 drop down to the 50 and the 100-day moving average could be very, very likely. That were to take place and I had available cash, well, I would be buying that dip. Because with the 50-day and the 100-day merging right around that 3,000 level, well, I would bet that there's a lot of institutional support at that level, and you would see hedge funds and money managers coming in and buying right around 3,000. And if things got worse, and if the S&P 500 broke support at 3,000, well, the 200-day moving average isn't that far below. 200-day moving average is right around, call it, call it 2,900. So from right now, where we are at the peak, down to the trough of the 200-day moving average, that's only a movement of about 7%. That would be less than a typical market correction. So could the market in the next few days or few weeks or sometime between now and, say, February, could the market drop down to its 200-day moving average and fall 7%? Absolutely, it could. And again, if it did, and everything being equal like it is right now, I would see that as a buying opportunity. If interest rates aren't going up, and if corporate profits aren't deteriorating, then I believe, based on the analysis that I do, that the valuations on this stock market are justified given where we are with interest rates below 2%. And given where we think corporate profits are going to be in 2020, if the S&P 500 dropped down to 2,900, that would put a valuation on this market of about 16.5%. And again, given how low interest rates are, that would mean that the stock market was on sale, that prices were definitely discounted, and I would absolutely be a buyer of that market. And so right now, from where we're at, I'm willing to hold, I'm willing to take the risk that it could drop 7% from here. Buying into those dips would be entry points into this bull market, which could add a marginal 7-point gain onto your overall profitability. So I don't think it's advisable to go out and buy right now when the market's at an all-time high. But if you're in the market, I think it's worth holding. And if you're not in the market, you look for a pullback down to that 50, 100, or 200-day moving average, and you use that as your entry point. 
Now, I know there's a lot of skeptics and people are wondering, well, how can the market go higher when it's an all-time record high and so many stocks are overextended? Well, there's no doubt that a lot of stocks are overextended, but not all of them. Do you realize that right now on the S&P 500, at least 27% of stocks are priced below their 200-day moving average? So almost 30% of stocks in the S&P 500 are trading below their average price going back 12 months. We're not saying they have to go up to hit all-time record highs. They would just bring up the average of the S&P 500 if they simply moved up to their one-year moving average. 27%. That's about 137 companies. The number's even greater if you look at those companies that are below their 50-day moving average. The 50-day moving average is a key metric. You know that the market is in a confirmed high-altitude uptrend when the majority of stocks are trading above their 50-day moving average. We're nowhere near those levels of being overbought. A good 30% of stocks on the S&P 500 are trading below that 50-day moving average. And when I talk about companies that are way underperforming this market, I'm not talking about little rinky-dink companies that don't have enough market capitalization to drive the index higher. And so when I'm talking about big-name companies that are trading well below their 200-day moving average, you're talking about names like Amazon, ExxonMobil, Pfizer, Cisco, McDonald's, Netflix, PayPal, 3M, General Motors, FedEx, Kraft Heinz, Constellation Brands, and Ford Motor Company. These are major big corporations. Some of those same names are below their 50-day moving average, uh, but the list of, of characters on the 50-day moving average is similar. Big names, Procter & Gamble, Verizon, Coca-Cola, Comcast, Pepsi, Starbucks, Estee Lauder. These are all big names in varying elements of the economy. Some are in energy, some are consumer products, some are services, some are technology. The point is, is that these are big monster S&P 500 market cap companies that are trading below their 50 or 200 day moving average, they still have room to run, not only to get up to all-time record highs, but just to get back up to those averages. And as all the people that have missed this rally start to move back in the stock market and they look at these companies as, as potential growth vehicles or as value investments, that will be one of the pathways that drives the S&P 500 up to and above 3,300. Now, again, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen next week, next month, next year. But until we move into a recession or some other really bad economic dark cloud comes onto the horizon, I'm a firm believer that the S&P 500 is in a rally. This rally continues and we're headed up to somewhere around or in excess of 3,300. Now, I mentioned I wouldn't run out willy-nilly and be buying into this market at all-time record highs. But I do think that some of those stocks that are high quality and that are out of favor and that are trading below their 50 or particularly their 200-day moving average, those stocks could be at decent buy points and be entry points into this market if you have excess cash to put in or if you're not fully invested at this point. Now, you're going to have to go out and do your own research, but I added a couple of those stocks to my portfolio this week. If you follow my blog at investablewealth.com or if you subscribe to the free notifications and alert section there, you would have received an email telling you that earlier this week I purchased Boeing, Chevron, and ExxonMobil. 
when I put out that blog post, I stressed in it that these are long-term purchases. Over the next couple days, couple weeks, any of those three stocks could drop precipitously. Boeing still has a lot of issues they need to resolve not only with the FAA, but also with with airlines, with consumers, with uh, other governmental uh, country organizations of other, other foreign governments. There's a lot that Boeing has to do. Boeing is going to come out of this all right. And so I'm willing to invest in it now. Earlier this year, I multiple times have sold puts against Boeing, and those have always worked out. I think Boeing stock has, at this point, stabilized enough and put in its lower lows that I think it can consolidate from here and move up in the future. Boeing is not only one of the most capable aerospace companies in the world, they are one of the world leaders in manufacturing. That doesn't mean that the price won't go lower. It just means that I believe that there's a high degree of probability that it's going to work its way through these issues. And look at it this way. Their aircraft has been grounded for, I don't know, eight or nine months, and it's not likely to fly again until maybe sometime first quarter. So even with all of that issues and all those problems and all the loss of profitability, how has Wall Street valued this stock? Well, today, that stock is only down about 16% from its all-time record high. Given all the problems, all the grief, all the bad publicity, all the issues that are still ahead of it, and yet the stock is only down 16% from an all-time record high, that shows the resilience of the Boeing company and why I'm willing to invest in it. As to the other two companies that I bought into this past week, Chevron, ExxonMobil, listen, the, the energy sector, the oil industry in particular, it's in a state of oversupply and the overall petroleum industry is still going through a consolidation period that started back in uh, 2014 when the price of oil collapsed. I don't think that the prices are necessarily going to be stable from here, but I also think that the worst has already occurred. The bottom for petroleum was definitely in back in February of 2016 when oil dropped down to, what was it, $28 a barrel? Well, now we're back up in the high 50s. It could certainly drop lower than that, but I believe that as global demand picks up and that as OPEC continues to curtail their production, and as we see a slowdown in the exploration and production in the United States, that all that over time will lead to stabilization and at some point a rising of oil prices. And with a company like ExxonMobil that's paying a dividend of about 5%, well, I'm willing to take the chance and hold that for the long term. So, hey, am I right or wrong? Well, I have no idea, but those are my opinions. Those are my positions. Come on back for future episodes, and let's see how they work out. Until then, as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.